We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito Welcome, everybody, to Group Therapy, hosted by Mavs Moneyball. It is I, Kirk Henderson. For those of you listening on the pod, you should join Locker Room and join us after. We tend to have a really good time talking about the game, uh, whether the win, whether the Mavs win or lose. Uh, you know, it's it's a nice time, you know, kind of working out our feelings, working out our frustrations as a fan base, you know, coming up here and talking and, and really just, just figuring out, you know, how to deal with this as, as best as we can because a lot of us watch basketball um, – either by ourselves with our significant others and don't have a ton of uh, people in real life that can hang out with us. So here we are. Uh, if for, as a quick recap, uh, the Mavericks played uh, a team that was called the Raptors, but was really all uh, G league players uh, and then barely won. And it was very frustrating and upsetting. Jalen Brunson nearly got hurt. Tim Hardaway was very bad and couldn't hit shots again. I think he's, like, hit one shot against the Raptors all year. Like, really something amazing. Luka looked disinterested, still posted a triple-double. Porzingis had some nice offensive plays, um, also some good offensive rebounds. He's just an absolute saloon door on defense, and it should terrify everyone. Um, Dorian Finney-Smith, another, you know, kind of looked like uh, the, the offensive juggernaut we've seen lately, which is pretty delightful. And, uh, you know, Jalen Brunson really brought us home and that, you know, the Mavs escaped Josh Richardson hit some clutch free throws, uh, which it shouldn't have even came up that way, but here we go. So let's, uh, start bringing folks up on stage, um, just to mix it up. And I did this, in the one from this afternoon, I'm going to be bringing on people who I don't see as often instead of people in order. It's so coming up first, my friend, Jose, Jose, how are you? I'm doing fine. How about you, Kurt? Yeah, you know, I'm like, 
I just finished recording with Josh, and that game that game leaves me with lots of concerns, but I suppose I should probably just shut the hell up and be happy that the Mavs are going to be. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't. <laughs> this Mavs team is just ridiculous. Uh, I like your, your title, by the way. I would have called it uh, too close to comfort. I'm I'm under a like a uh uh it lets me do like a certain number of characters, so I have to get cute. Oh, okay. Uh, I still like the title regardless, but uh at one point when we were just dominating, I was like, Okay, well, this is what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. and and uh, I heard the podcast about the Pelicans and I was uh, listening to the group therapy as well. And uh, a lot of people were just <laughs> mad that, well, not, not necessarily mad, but just uh, lucky that, that we beat the Pelicans the way we did, which is like we should have. And against this Raptors team, it should have been the same case. We should have just went out there, demolished them, let Luca, KP get the rest, and let everybody else just jump in and get some playing time before the playoffs. But, you know, Mavericks fashion this season, they just play down to their competition. And I was not happy about that. Well, and and clearly neither was Rick Carlisle from the post game, and it's just so understanding that they played. This will be the fifth game in seven days. They play six and nine, if we include Sunday. They're tired. Uh, you know, I like to. I've been making the joke that Luca had the meat sweats against uh, the Grizzlies, which is why they were were trashed there. And it's it's just. It's hard to know what to do, really, other than hope that they get to the playoffs. And then depending on who they play, and we'll probably talk about that some tonight, um, really will make you know a difference. And we, we've seen what Luka does when it's a game that matters. And I am – I'm just very curious to see what happens. Right. And so far it's looking like the Clippers, right, right now at least, will be getting that revenge game. Mm-hmm. Or series, <laughs> which uh, like uh, I know a lot of people don't think that it's ideal to play uh the Clippers in the playoffs, but I mean we've beat them. We we've shown that we could go toe to toe with them. I know right. Rondo and and Cousins are a different dynamic to their team, but I mean. With with Luca and hopefully KP stays where he's at right now, or probably raises the ceiling even more in the playoffs. I'm just looking forward to a entertaining series. Well, and that's all we can really hope for in a lot of these. I mean, I'm I'm I really waffle on the two on on which two I'd like to play. I mean, after watching. Uh, my man, uh, Concrete Feet Porzingis, just gets stepped by. I don't see how he even does anything against Jokic, so I'm almost looking forward to the Clippers in that regard. Um, but it, it, I also think that there's, and I, I I'll, we can talk about this more with 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 guests who are upcoming. And I'm just hoping that Porzingis is 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 frankly sandbagging it so that he doesn't hurt himself um, and and can figure something out. But you know, I will see where we go. We you know, there's still one more game. 
Uh, friend of the program, Matt Moore, otherwise known as HP Basketball on Twitter, thinks that the Mavs are going to super tank because they want to play the the Denver Nuggets. But, I mean, I don't know if I believe that because I thought the Mavericks could have avoided the Clippers last year if they just would have, I don't know, won some games in the bubble because they went three and five. And they you know, it felt like they kind of settled for the Clippers. So who knows what they want? I think they're just going to play it out and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I guess uh, the last thing I could just add is – um, what do you think? Uh, how how far do we push the Clippers or Denver? Do you think we win the series, or what? What's your series prediction? I don't know. It's gonna. Ha- I'm gonna need to wash the taste of this game out of my mouth because when I'm not immediately frustrated by the game, I still believe in this team's possibility. I think they could go all the way to the finals. I really, really do. But then when I watch them get beat by Malachi Flynn and a guy from Duncanville, and I'm just like, what is happening here? This team is terrible. So it's, I just, I don't know. I, I, I think they, I will, I, I will set like kind of a two game floor that they'll win two games in either series. I don't think they would get, you know, a gentleman sweep or swept by either team. So that, that's kind of where my baseline is at the moment. Mm hmm. Well, uh, happy belated birthday, Kirk. I wasn't able to join the session yesterday or the day before, but happy belated birthday, and thanks for I appreciate that. Sure thing, Jose. You have a good night. You too. All right, coming up next, Giannis, what's up? Hey, can you hear me? Again, you sound great. Uh, Actually, I wanted to talk about, uh, first of all, a shout-out to all the maps in, in Europe. Yeah, where are you calling from? I'm from Europe. France. All right. So, and, what uh, can we do for you I tonight? Just to... <laughs> I just wanted to, to talk about uh, Josh Green. I know I don't know why he doesn't play anymore. You and me both. I. This felt like a Josh Green game where his, um, let's call it enthusiasm. Uh, could have really been beneficial, and he. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty frustrating. I mean, Carlisle will never answer as to why. Um, I would have thought that you know if Josh Green or if uh, Josh Richardson was going to be on the bench, then maybe both of them might get some minutes. But I mean, you look at the the box score tonight. The Mavericks played. They, I don't know. I guess they did play ten guys, but it was just it was an odd mix of of dudes. Like, why is Nicolo Melli playing twenty one minutes? Like, uh... yeah, he he really was a smoke screen for us. Actually, we saw the, we saw the first few games, think he was going to be really good, but uh, since then we we got nothing out of. Yeah, I I don't, and and maybe he'll play more next year, but it's it's just going to be something. I mean, then again, he could come out on on uh, against the against the Wolves and play like forty five. Yeah, but that would be meaningless. Meaningless anyway, though. <laughs> right. In big picture, you're right. But I, I just, I don't know. I don't have a good answer other than uh, Rick uh, enjoys. Well, do you have anything else for us? No, just uh, really want to thank you. Of course. Here. Good day. Well, uh, I hope your day improves. It's going to be a long yeah. day. Thank you for staying up late with us. Yeah, always. All right, have a good night, or day. All right, bye.
Okay, coming up next, I'm going to bring on Nick, who just requested, but I don't think we've talked. Good. How are you I'm doing? Good. Thanks for joining. Yeah, long-time listener, first-time caller. There we go. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to get your take on uh, Luca and the refs right now. I was watching it quite a bit uh, during this, this game, and I'm surprised he didn't get a tech a couple times. I am too, but I don't know. There's probably there's I'm a I'm just guessing, but there's probably some dialogue going on between both like the Mavericks and the league, you know, understanding yeah. and talking. And like when Carlisle stepped in at the end of the first quarter, like they're they're not trying to get him tossed. Um, it's not good for the league when that happens, but it's also not good for anybody when Luca talks that much. So. I mean, he's he'll figure it out eventually. Um, yeah. He's a young man. And, you know, anybody in this chat that, that has kids, like there's just sometimes a an exceptionally long lag time between them, like understanding that they need to not do something and then <laughs> them actually not doing something. So that's, yep. a, I don't know, that's the way it goes. Yeah, I, I can relate to that. I, I got a I got a four year old. Bless you. It's, it's, it's tough. Yep. It's tough. That's why yep. people were, uh, I was, I was getting made fun of a lot online tonight where people were calling me names and I'm like, I have a five-year-old. He says mean <laughs> things to me. Um, anyways, <laughs> so do you got, uh, what? uh, that was, that's the only thing I wanted to get your take on. It's just Luca and the officials. It does seem like he's getting hit a lot and not getting any calls. So I'm hoping that changes. Uh, but I doubt it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Thanks for coming up, Nick. Yeah, thank you. Okay, coming up next, I have a what it looks to be a troll in the chat, Reddit Mavs, but you know he's not requested to speak, so I don't know if I can actually bring Ruben on stage. So instead, I'm going to bring on Dalton, who has asked to speak. Dalton, how you doing? Okay, we seem to have to. Have some no, no, no. Do, do, here. I can't do you, hear you. Do you have that Mississippi internet? What's going on with the signal? Uh, probably. No. Probably so. It says That's I have, okay. What's up? It says I doing? have strong bars, but I'm doing pretty good. Uh, well, I, I I didn't I didn't watch I didn't watch the entire game. I mean, I I had a my little brother's graduation was tonight, so I got to uh, watch that. But judging by the Twitter timeline, it was it was more painful uh, to watch that Mavs game than it was <laughs> high school graduation for an hour and a half. So, uh. Yeah, I mean, I caught the last five minutes, and it was the longest five minutes I've ever watched. But hey, win is a win. Mavs uh, go from nine and fourteen, uh, bot towards the bottom of the West, to now what is it, forty-two and twenty-nine, and they avoid the play-in, and they could be the fifth seed. So uh, overall, overall, I'm happy. It was a sloppy win, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah, and that's you know. I, I was talking with Josh in our podcast about this, about how what I get frustrated by is I want to see some progress in areas where it's going to matter. Um, I, I didn't get that, and therefore I'm an asshole for hoping for it. Uh, but the win is what is important. You know, they played a ton of games in a short period of time, and that you, you can just kind of see it on them. Um, I Luca, Luca just looks like he has the meat sweats at all times right now. Like he's been, <laughs> like he's just been on a, like a San Antonio barbecue tour and doesn't know what to do with himself. I'm not sure. 
Yeah, um, I don't know. Look, let me, uh, this isn't about Luca, but let me just go ahead and say this while I'm on here. You're you're completely uh, justified in your your KP criticisms. Uh, just from what little I saw, like if he was doing that the entire game, uh, from what I saw just in the last five minutes, then you know I, I don't know. I don't know why people are, are going to be as mad at you as, as what I saw on Twitter because, I mean, that was awful, man. Freddie Gillespie completely, like, shook Cave, like, uh, could have just shook him, shook him out of the frame <laughs> to yeah, TV there yeah. at the end of the game. I don't I know, don't... man. I, don't, I want him to be the guy that we've seen in, like, short spurts throughout the season where he's shown flashes of what he can do defensively, but, I mean, what if he's just not right? You know, what, what mean, do they I do? Bet. What What do they do is we just – we hope that he turns it on for the playoffs like he's 2000, you know, Shaq. That's that's basically the, the main thing that is in my brain at the moment. I mean, what I kind of – you know, to, to give him a little bit of devil – you know, to, to, to play devil's advocate on my own take a little bit, I do wish that the guys that were guarding the Raptors, like the perimeter guys, would unsuck a little bit. Um, Harp said something during the broadcast. You missed it because we would have laughed about it. Where he said something to the effect of, "Don't see many guys go past Dorian Finney or Dorian Finney Smith," and it's like, which Dorian? What? Like Dorian gets blown <laughs> by like four, like like once a quarter. I mean, he's a you know he's a tri- he tries hard, but he's not a good on ball defender like that. He's a he's a help defender. So, right. <laughs> Well, Kirk, I, like I said, I, I didn't watch that whole game, so I don't have a I don't have a lot more than that. Just wanted to chime in a little bit since the Mavs officially officially avoided the play in. So that was something we were all worried about, and you know, Big. have one more game again. Big. So. You're right, and I will go to bed early next week. I'm lying. I'm going to watch all those games. Well, thanks for hanging out, Dalton. Okay, coming up next, I'm going to bring on Ruben, also known as Reddit Mavs. What's up, my man? Oh, nothing much, man. I am on beer number three. Then you're really well. <laughs> for the night. Hanging out, you know, just uh, having a good night. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that game was uh, was that game was great at the first half and the second half was just like no. <laughs> like I was like everything like everything that everything bad that could have happened happened. So I was like, but a win's a win no matter how ugly it is to me anyway. So No, it's the big you know. picture approach is correct. You know, Dalton pointing out that they have won 33 games since starting out nine and 14 and they have like 33 and 15 is essentially what they've gone. And that's absolutely. That's great. You know, that's great considering how we started or how uh, COVID just fucking decimated our team a little bit. Yeah. And, and uh, I think part of my constant frustration has to do with the fact that I've, there's never been like they, they, Big picture, they've won all these games, right? But there's not been yeah. any like they've won at most five games in a row during that entire thirty-three game. It's like that's kind of hard to do. Like when you intersperse these kind of you know soul-sucking losses, that's where I I become a grump because I live so much in the in the moment. But big picture, they're good. They're fine. Uh, I'm I'm a little concerned about some playoff stuff because you know like for example Maxi Kleba um, not having an Achilles tendon alarms me. Uh, for example, right? but yeah. you know. Right. <laughs> yeah, Jalen Brunson going knee to knee like that wasn't scary. You know, they're, they're just like enough things to where I'm I'm very worried. But I, what I will say is that I'm extremely interested. Like this is hands down the most locked in I've been on a season since tanking in 2018. 
I mean, even yeah. Lucas were rookie year, like by the end, I was kind of tired. But the, yeah, you know, the yeah. Dennis Smith rookie season or the tanking season, I was really looking forward to, you know, seeing what would. So, what else you yeah. got for us? Sorry, I rambled. Now you're good, man. I just wanted to hop on and just talk a little bit, you know. Uh, you know, I don't really use locker room at all, and I was like, oh shit, they're doing something. Okay, let me hop onto theirs. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, man. Because I, I, you know, you have a lot of fucking people on this, which is great. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, we, you know, we... I guess I was like, I was like, they should, I was like, they should be fucking giving Kirk like some, some, uh, some of that time, time slot, uh, time they have on that they promote. Every so often, I'm like, man, locker room should really have him on. <laughs> I well, he... I enjoy it. We have fun here, and I recommend yeah. you try it when you have time. Because what ends up happening, at least for me, is I'm such a negative shit that after <laughs> games we come in here, and I and then there are people who are who are much grumpier than me, who then come up on stage, and then we talk it out, and I'm and I bring them back down. And then we walk away, like Lyndon, who I'm going to bring up shortly. Like, we go, you know, we get off the chat and we're like, okay, we feel better. We talk this out. Like, that's yeah. why it's group therapy. So, yes. Well, you know, well, you know, I, I'll be able to until, like, uh, late July. And then I'm going to be out of commission for a few years, I'm assuming. Since uh, that's when my child will be born. <laughs> so, yeah. So, well, we, we are very excited for you. And then I actually, you'll probably hop into these more than you think, because the, the, the <laughs> secret about a ba- the secret about having a baby is after the first two weeks, when you realize that the baby will be alive, is it's a lot okay. of, holy shit, what do I do? And then you're like, ah, and then you have all this time, but you know, you Got don't want to do anything to tick off, yeah. you know, Mav's ready girlfriend. Like you don't want to do any of these things that'll get you killed. And one thing yeah. you can do is be on your phone. <laughs> got it <laughs> that's awesome. that's, uh, yeah man i was actually uh closer to uh to game time i was gonna you know reach out to you reach out to the other guys i know from Mev's twitter just like I, you know just pick y'all's brains about just like you know being a father especially like in this day and age you know Al, with, uh, i knew everything with, was gonna be okay when my wife ra- uh, raised my son into a moving ceiling fan and it made a horrifying noise and then he was fine <laughs> Like, you know, <laughs> that's great. That <laughs> was the worst noise I've ever heard. That's <laughs> but great, he's fine. He's fine. That's, you know, kids are kids are resourceful. Well, thanks for hanging out, Ruben. I hope you come back. Yeah, man. I'll see you later. All righty. I'm going to bring up. Uh, oh, my God. We have lots of requests um, to my regulars who are being waiting patiently. I appreciate that. I just want to bring on some folks who are who are new. I hope you understand. So we have John, who I don't recognize your AV. How you doing tonight, man? You want to hit that unmute button down hey, there? The button. What's up? Pretty good. I just got out of the hospital. It's my two days out. I'm recovering from uh, a seizure. Jeez. But all positive vibes. All positive vibes. Positive vibes. And the Mavs did not give you another seizure. So we're really, we're feeling good about things. So what, what, what did you want to come up here? Oh, I had one. I had a really, really specific question. So Mavs get in. They're playing. Say they play six six games again, and they're losing. They lose the whole first round. They're out. New season again. Should Mavericks take right. it the wrong way? Or should Mavericks fans just be like, you know what? Fuck it. We have a new roster. It was their first season. We made it all the way to the first round six games in. And it's a new re- season coming up. So I feel like, yeah. I feel happy that the new season is going to come up. 
It's a really good question. I may not be the right person to answer this one. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's that's the fun part is that like I've I've listened to your all your podcasts. I've listened to your your talks here and there and I've seen your your tweets. So I want to see it from So a lot of my frustration boils down to the fact that in 2019 they had an opportunity to do something big and they didn't because they were saving cap space again. And one day I will unleash a take with screenshots <laughs> of how I was told by someone important that I needed to relax and that the Mavs have a plan. Then okay. the Mavs ended up fucking then the Mavs ended up fucking up that plan. So I've been sitting on that for three years. Um and needless to say, it it that sticks in my craw because when you have it, it's it's like having Dak, Dak Prescott or Patrick Mahomes. You want to maximize the cheaper years. Yeah. And by going to get Porzingis, the Mavericks did a great thing. But they also The price was high. <laughs> well, the price was high, but they limited their margin for error. And since the Porzingis trade, they've just made a lot of errors. I mean, campaign, it was between campaign or Trey Burke, for example, to sign. And they went with Trey Burke. Because and of the these bubble, sorts right? of things. Yeah. These sorts of things, they, they just add up over time. And Rick Carlisle can squeeze blood from a stone. And I argue with, with newer Mavs fans who don't know this, where it's like, go look at the 2015-16 roster. Oh, my goodness. No. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, what happens if you get Rick good players? Oh, he's able to win more games. He's able to win 42 and, and whatever the Mavs are at right now. So I, I bounce back and forth. I, I will say that that I think that the appropriate fan reaction for people who are normals is to be excited that the Mavs are in the playoffs. For people yeah. who are lunatics, like those of us who join audio-only apps at, <laughs> at 11.30 on a Friday, it's probably to be a little more mad or at least a little more demanding. That's probably the right way, is expecting more, I think. And yeah. I have un. Uh, I have faith that they're going to do more this summer simply because if they don't heads will roll and they've kind of started to lay out that uh, plan themselves. If you're reading what the, the actual media people, Tim Cato, Brad Townsend, uh, ESPN's Tim McMahon, they're, they're laying the groundwork for if they don't do something like it, that's a, a moving the needle, then they yeah. will have to shake up something. And like, I try to be that positive. Sometimes I do get mad about the situation. It's like, why didn't we blow them? And, like, we lost to the Kings the whole series and stuff. So I'm just like, ah, it's whatever. Like, they don't have Luka. So I'm really happy that we have Luka. And, like, Luka's not in his prime. It's like he's not near his prime yet. No, it's incredible. And so, like, if you're looking at all his awards in the Euro before he turned 19, and he's coming into the NBA Rookie of the Year, and all-time and all this stuff, and, like, second-year NBA, like, come on now. Like, what is there really to complain about? It's like, we were able to watch Dirt travel his whole year. It's like, I've been a fan since 04. Right. So I got Good to year. see that 06 Good year to run. join. Exactly. That was, a great, that was a great year. A so, wild year. Danny Fort. I was young. I was really young. Shout-out to my parents for that. <laughs> uh, we went to, like, all, like, the scrimmages, the fans' days and all that stuff. And, like, I got to see Dirk be really, really good with so many different people and then get beat down and then come back and beat the big three like that. 
and he did that mostly like by himself. I'm not I'm not trying to discredit nobody else and all the Mavericks players and stuff, but like he did that on a really really hard timeline. And now we have Luca, and like he's not just like a lone player. He makes everybody good around him really good. Um, and, and and so somebody pointed out to me this is an astute observation of if we were had if if this same roster existed and Luca was twenty seven and was kind of a seasoned NBA vet that was in better shape and probably shot eighty you know seventy nine percent of the line at the line then this team wins these games like the the three Kings games we've talked about the Rockets games and then the Mavericks are a top three seed and you just feel differently. But yeah. the the lack of, of – this is where I was incredibly, incredibly wrong about J.J. Barea, where I think his veteran savvy and the link between the team and the coaching staff has been sorely missed because this team is so emotional. Um, it seems that I, way. Yeah. It, it, like, for example, like some of the like, – like, like Luca's inconsistencies are really obvious, and I, I think somebody like Barea would be able to help help him with that. I think some of the um, post game stuff from Porzingis, where he, you know, he gives his his little glib answers, where he's just talking about, oh well, you know, I just my opportunities, things about me, 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 me. <laughs> I don't think that happens as often. It's the, it's just kind of the frequency of the the this where this team, and you know, and maybe we're to blame for this. Maybe you know, my I'm 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 I'm, I'm, I'm wrong on this take, but there's just aspects of this team that that like feel like like being in like middle school and being on AIM. And I, I, I don't know, there's just enough like, like inconsistency with stuff. And I, I think that, you know, one day we'll, we'll probably look back and appreciate this year a lot more for what it is because it really has been good. I'm just, I'm just probably yeah. not the right messenger. No, I like, I always like the hot takes of everything and like, it's the realistic views. And if you really boil it down to like little details, it makes sense why you feel that way. And there's sometimes that yeah, like you just, you just want to be mad just because you want to be mad. And sometimes well, that's okay. <laughs> it is. It's also very moment to moment because, like, I'm on the East Coast. Um, and so I'm up late. And it's like, the, you can tell when I, like, haven't slept. Yeah. <laughs> I just get, like, I get persistently worse. But it's, it's, the, it's as Matt's noting in the chat, Lucas 21-ish. And so there's just, there's a lot of positive stuff on the horizon. Uh, sure. I think that that he signs his his mega extension in the off season, and then all of us really take a big sigh of relief and say, "Okay, we have him for X number more years, and let's go see what we can do." Yep. Well, thank you for hanging out, John. You got anything else before we go? No, that's that's honestly it. That was like the biggest question that I really had is just how how other fans should feel and how they should. Eh. But it is what I it is. I never want to tell people how to feel. I yep. never want to tell people how to feel, and I occasionally do, but I and I don't mean to. It's it's just how you watch sports is. I I I I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I had my heart broke so many times in the early two thousands. I was unemployed and living with my girlfriend's mother at the the time two thousand six happened. I was by myself out in Washington D.C. with no friends when two thousand seven happened. I was like a sad junior in high school with no girlfriend whenever the Lakers stormed back and beat the the Mavs when the Mavs were up 30 in Los Angeles. Like I can Ooh, mark yeah. shitty times in my life by Maverick stuff, just like I can mark good stuff. And so it's like these things stick in my head and I just live game to game. I mean, I still, I think about the Mavs way more than is healthy. So does Dalton. 
Um, it's like I, I'm afraid. I'm afraid if like to ever get together with Mavs fans in real life because then you know it's like it's just going to be like so much nerding out because I never get to talk about basketball with anybody in my real life. It's it's same, wild. But, same. But that's what this is fun for. So thank you for hanging out, John. No, I appreciate you. I appreciate your voice and always like everything. All right. Well, I'm glad you came up. Okay. So let's see here. We have a bunch of people. Let's get to my man, Lyndon. Lyndon, what's up? Is the audio working tonight, Lyndon? No? All right. Let's uh, quit and rejoin. I'll bring you up next. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? There we go. Yeah. Um, I my My first quick question is, how do you feel about the Clippers pretty much saying they want the Mavs? I mean, I it, like that made me mad. <laughs> to be quite honest, I I I bring it is is what I say. Um, I I'm still nervous. think I still I think like... back to to uh, what's the little guard's name? Um, the one who didn't play much. Uh, gosh, Lucas scored ten points on him in a minute, and he just never played in the game again. Uh, I I just I I, I at this point I, I want some feistiness. This just feels. This feels good to be mad at another team. So I kind of love it at this point. So you're not nervous at all? <laughs> oh, oh I goodness. mean, I'm nervous. I'm terrified. Like, like Kawhi Leonard's a damn Terminator. But, you know, so is Jokic. So it's like, you know, six of one, half dozen. Mm-hmm. And my second, my second and final question is, do you think, honestly, Kirk, do you think you're being a little unfair with Porzingis? No. He gets paid $30 million a year. No, Shit or no, get no, off no. the pot. Place no, no, no. Guy. Not regard to other, like, with regard to you criticizing him, meaning, like, criticizing him above other defensive liabilities that are on the team, on the roster. Ooh. Probably. Probably. I mean, because, like, team defense is a thing. It's not all on one guy. And he gets hung out to dry by Dorian or Richardson or Luca or whoever letting them get blown by. But, you know, there are specific instances where he's just really bad <laughs> and he needs to be better. And I and I part I still think he can be it. I, I think he's he, he's so ginger when he's walking around. But then he drives left kind of with reckless abandon. And I'm like, OK, I think he can he can move on defense. I'm very I'm very curious. Yeah, you're right, because I remember when I was seeing somebody talk about it and it's simply just his bad defense is more hurtful to the offense than a, a wings or a guards because of how important a center is to just team defense. Yeah. So it is hurtful, but you you be putting his his low lights in 4K, and I'm like, come on, Kirk, because the Raptors were attacking Luca at the end of the game, and but, you were but, not on Luca's head. But you and I could have been scoring on KP tonight. The 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 Raptors shot 18 of 24 at, at the rim. That's bad. And that's, that's not now no granted, that's not all him there. That's really not all him there. You're right. It's it's because Powell's bad too, but they play oh my goodness. see the I, I think the rest of the team plays with a different vibe when he's in the back line. And mm. they need to play better defense, frankly, when he's in the game. That's absolutely accurate. But I think they rely on him to do some things that he just hasn't done yet. And I'm hoping that if he plays against the Wolves or if he plays, you know, against the Clippers, that he shows up in a big way. I mean, let's be clear. His first two games against the Clippers were so uh, – and uh, meaning in the playoffs – were so awesome. And he played one of those games with a torn meniscus, which hurts like hell. I've done it. It's a bizarre – like, so So I'm, I'm really 
I'm really hopeful for him because uh, if, if, you know, the other option is just being completely grumpy. Okay. That's all I got. All right. Well, you're the man. Thanks for coming up. All right. Uh, somebody who's been waiting forever, Brett. How you doing, Brett? Doing pretty well. Um, I was very frustrated with Porzingis as well, obviously, but we've kind of, uh, you know, beat that dead horse a lot. Sure. So, um, I actually, I don't know. I, like, like with, with regards to, you know, playing Denver versus playing LA, I, I, I kind of think that it's not, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think it's like that playing LA would be that much worse than playing Denver as much as I think some people like, like at first I was, when I first was like, oh, you know, you know, the like Denver is, you know, short shorthanded. Um, I, I I still think that's a better matchup, but also, um, I don't know. Like half the time I watch the, the Clippers, I mean, th- they're like so heavily reliant on jump shooting, um, like on, on three point shooting from a bunch of like role players that that I think that like the the variance in their performance. Um, the Mavs could take advantage of that. Like the Clippers could just run into some bad shooting games. So this is where Bobby Corrala pointed out a, two games ago how the Mavericks have good defensive rules and they force the kind of shots that analytics say you ought to force. But the Clippers have two superstars that can break that mold. I mean, Paul George, as much as I make fun of him, is still so good. And then Kawhi, I mean, oh gosh, Kawhi. And then you just look at their, their, their shooting overall is very good. It's, it's alarming in the short term, but I, I just, you know, Luca, they don't have anybody that can bother Luca. That includes Kawhi. Like they're Luca did not care about Kawhi guarding him last year ever. And the only hope that they really have is, is a more. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's the, the basically any team's chance of guarding Luca is the Lakers' strategy of just foul and assume the refs won't call it. Yes, the, the, which which is why which is why every Lakers game is so you know infuriating to watch, especially like when Luca gets the whistle he gets and and you know then you know gets hacked pretty obviously. Um, I don't I don't know I I think. Richardson played more than like 20 minutes today off the bench. Um, there were like at least two just direct line drives in which the ball handler didn't even like make a move. Mm-hmm. He just they kind of got ran past. And like yep. I don't. And, and at this point, like he's been bad the whole year, but like he provides no no value, like no positive value at all. Like he he, he, he hit two threes, and but like I, I don't know like what the deal is at least with with like the defense because I mean I, I do think that even coming into the season he was over like overrated as a defender but like it was not this mm-hmm. well but I mean team defense is one of these concepts where I know what the Mavericks are like we if we understand that the Mavericks are forcing kind of contested threes off of you know kind of drop coverage and then really asking guys to to, to hit hit mid-range shots you know uh, against them 
the rim stuff is where they're just getting chewed up. And that is not, you know, I, I blame Porzingis for a lot of it, but ooh, can you mute yourself? Sorry. Getting a lot of feedback. Um, the, the real, the real challenge is that both Porzingis and then the, the guy who's guarding the ball handler have to be on the same page. And that is a thing that happens with time and reps and they've not gotten it in a while. And, you know, Maxie's a part of that. Like, Maxie's a good perimeter defender. I don't think he can jump anymore. But him being out is kind of an understated thing we're not talking about enough. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I understand what you mean, though. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. And, and and I mean, part of it is that to prevent the threes, they have to play more aggressive perimeter defense and and, and then fall back on rim protection. And then, you know, when that's not there, like the whole play like, doesn't really work. Um that's that's just a scheme and that's not like like the individual players are playing at least what they're being told to play right it, it's, right. it's not like a, yeah i mean like 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 they could like if if you know richardson and finney smith sagged off just slightly more off the shooters they would would get blown by less but like analytically that's that's the wrong just choice to make yep. um yeah i i mean i don't i don't know I wish, I don't know. I, the 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 overall like attitude of the team was was fine today in the game. I I they didn't like play, you know, you know, down to the quality of their opponent in the way that you know they do in some games. But overall, like it's kind of like I think sometimes when they get hot, they kind of just assume the game is over. Yes. Like like yes. in, the, in the second quarter when they've hit like when you know you know after Brunson you know hit five shots in a row and then and then the team hits some th- some threes and then and then that's when they they fall into the kind of like your turn my turn and then like Luca and Hardaway take turns kind of just like shooting thirty footers and and like I get that that's like you want to do that because like you like hitting a dagger but like often like Luca's not a good enough three point shooter right now to especially like in a game in which he's not feeling it. Mm-hmm. Like he's like like this some some of that stuff, and and while it's not as it's not like last year where he was like doing that in cl- in like clutch situations, which is good. Obviously, that's like I w- I think that that overall has been something that I think hasn't been talked about as enough this season. Um, like his and the team as a whole making better decisions in the clutch. Yeah, that was uh, like uh, that was everything we'd get mad at last year, and it's just not a thing anymore. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's, it's not a thing in comparison. It still is from time to time. Yeah, but 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 it isn't like it it isn't like they go from you know 120 points per possession to 90 points per possession in in the last five minutes, like every single game. Right. So. Yeah. Well, I think yeah, no, it's a good point. Well, thank you, Brett, for coming up. Thanks. All right. Coming up next, I'm going to bring up uh, Kelly. Hi, Kelly. How are you? Thanks for joining. I'm good. Can you hear me? Yes, you sound good. Okay, awesome. Um, yeah, I just wanted to see what your take is or if tonight makes any difference now that we're um, don't have to worry about the play-in, if um, your thoughts on the play-in have changed at all. Because I know, like, for myself personally, I at one point kind of not didn't cry about it as much, but sided with 
you know, the Luca and LeBron of like, this is so dumb. Um, but then it's kind of cool, competitive. It's made the last few nights way more than I. I love caring about the basketball. I like being really in the weeds and, you know, arguing with fans of different friends about how much each game matters. And that's really neat. So big picture, I'm a huge fan because like this NBA draft that's coming up has multiple guys that are potential franchise, you know, future all-star type. And we're just not talking about it. And, and at this point, the regular season, we're usually harping on things like, oh, where might Cade Cunningham go? Because the playoffs are just set. And the fact that it's not set now, it's pretty fun. I'm not sure, you know, it, it might make the first round kind of crap. Um, but I, I'm, I'm just enjoyed it enough to where I'm hopeful that they keep it. Uh, hopefully the Mavs won't be in it for a while, but it's pretty neat to see like the Washington wizards are a good example. They were so bad. And then they've won almost like every game in May and April. And now they're going to be a 10 seed. Nobody wants to play them. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. And I, I do feel like depending on, you know, how big the range is as far as, you know, I, I don't think it's any fun if the 10th seed is, you know, 10 games back. But the closer it is, I feel like it's, you know, makes it a little more fair that you're not getting right. you know knocked out because you lose one game to a team that, you know, was 10 games behind you. Right. Yes. Well, and, and one thing that I think Zach Lowe's talked about this for a while, I would be hugely in favor of the top two team you know getting to or at least the top team getting to pick their opponent out of seven eight uh particularly if they're coming from the play-in it just adds that little bit of of pettiness and the Mavs or you know I got I got super fired up about playing the Clippers because they clearly want to play the Mavs like sports is fueled on on like nonsense because none of this ultimately matters (laughs) like adding little slights is really fun yeah no I think again I was like pretty against it at first and even though it's been kind of nervous for us as Mavs fans the last few weeks being close, I don't know. I feel like it's brought a lot more excitement than, you know, in past years. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is nice. This is nice. <laughs> I, I, I look forward to it in future years because knowing uh, knowing our luck, the Mavs are probably, at least for, you know, maybe next year, I'd, I'd be kind of surprised if they were anything other than, you know, four to six-ish range again. Uh, unless like something crazy happens, like Luca all of a sudden, you know, becomes like a 40% three point shooter, but it's, it's great. I've, I've, I've at least gotten a kick out of it because this is the time of year where at least as editor of a website, I have to beg people to like write things and our whole staff is like, Oh yeah, this is fun. This is nice. And the fan base is engaged too. So. Yeah. I well, guess thank you, Kelly. Question what was... else can I do for you? Oh, the only other, my thought was, was if for some reason, the somehow the Lakers, you know, finish seventh and lose two in a row. Um, what does the NBA do next year if you know Lakers get out of the playoffs? Don't make the playoffs with the play-in. The great question. I think that the <laughs> ratings talk is mildly overstated. Uh, they there's some there's some irreconcilable facts between if. I've I've read that the next TV contract could be worth as much as three times as the previous one. The pre the previous one was worth twenty four billion dollars. 
So if the next one is worth $72 billion, I don't think anyone cares what the ratings are. Because as marketing as marketing gets more specific and as, as the tools become better and as the, like the, they're advertising for specific audiences, uh, companies are willing to pay for you know, targeting ads and things that work specifically for, for whoever they're, they're looking, you know, to, to sell their products to. And, and if, if the, the TV money is going to be that expensive, then even if the ratings are lower than what they were in 2012, what I'm, what I'm inferring from that is that the advertisers willing and the TV people willing to, to make that pitch, ABC, Amazon, whoever it is, is content enough with whoever they are, you know, selling to, through that advertising money that they're, they're happy with this there. And, and so that's, you know, the, the rating stuff I think is, is uh, Ethan Strauss uh, who talks about this the most on the athletic, like it's, it's, it's just kind of a weird obsession because I'm okay with the NBA being a specific sport. I don't need people to love the NBA. Uh, it's never going to be football. There's too many games. I mean, yeah. this is just like, I, I would almost prefer it because frankly, when I, when, when, you know, not to be too mean, but like when casuals stumble into like what we do, they're like, what is this? And I'm like, this is, this is a lifestyle. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, totally agree. Um, but yeah, but that's, yeah, that's pretty much it. Again, glad we're going to be on this side of the discussion. So. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm looking forward to not being, you know, four days of not Mavericks basketball where I can just at least take a little bit of a break from the like game stress. Sounds delightful, but thank you for coming up, Kelly. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Let's take a couple more questions and then let's, uh, let's get on out of Dodge. Um, I'm going to bring, uh, bring my friend Sean up. Sean, how are you? Hey, Kirk, how's it That's going? Good. Thank you for joining. Yeah, thank you for having me up. So, so what do we I got think, tonight? So I think I have an answer for the Josh Green question, because I, I know we've all kind of been wondering why he hasn't been playing the last few games. Okay. And if I remember correctly, they were only playing one big during his minutes the la- when he was getting his run. So now that the four position is kind of back to strength, you know, they're, they have two bigs on the floor at all times. So, and they were playing him at the three, I think. So, there's not really any room for him in the rotation at the moment, even though right. it's still kind of absurd that Trey Burke and Melly get minutes over him. Yeah. <sighs> Rick and his vets. It's, it's, I like this theory though. Uh, I still wish that he would just give great, like, I just don't see the difference between Green and Melly minutes at this point, like in a material way, uh, other than I guess Melly did hit some outside shots. But I still wish that they would that they would do it. But this is a good theory, Sean. I like it. Yeah, and I mean, I wish they would play him at the two more. I, they list him as a guard, so it doesn't really make sense to play him at the forward so much. Like mm-hmm. I don't see that as a future for him. Me either. He's yeah. he's kind of like an NBA like on if you play fantasy basketball he's kind of like the guy you just plug into utility because he he doesn't really have a position right now because I don't think he really knows how to play basketball entirely. Oh yeah, if if you watch him set up in the corner, it looks like he's getting ready to tackle somebody. Like right, it's uh, Australian football pass. Like it's really obvious. Mm, you just gave me an idea of of Josh Green being playoff enforcer like tackling one of the uh, 
you know, one of the Clippers who does something mean to Luca. Big fan of this idea. Oh, him blindsiding Morris would be amazing. Just beautiful content. Man, I like it. Yeah. Well, that's a good thought, Sean. You got anything else? Uh, no, that's that's all I got. All right. I appreciate you coming up. All right. I will bring on Christian before he complains about being censored anymore. See, now you got to unmute yourself if you're going to complain. Damn it. And I had a little witty response to it and everything, but <laughs> it's <laughs> it's all good. Uh, no, I mean, I, I felt a lot lighter because I was going to get up here and complain a bit because, like, immediately after the game, I was like, I never thought I'd be feeling so disappointed immediately after clinching the six seed uh, or a top six spot. But, you know, here we are. Yeah, it's good. See, this is why we do these. You feel better. You're going to be better. Going. Oh, man, the game. We've been talking for so long that the game has restarted, and I just watched Malachi Flynn get a steal and go for a layup. So maybe I'll be the grumpy <laughs> one. But, uh, you know, uh, this is this was a good example of the game where, you know, you talk about they need to play with energy, and they just didn't have it for the third quarter. And then it made Yeah, and, you know, the the Clippers – are a you know a bunch of bums frustrated <laughs> that they're trying to do that like i i feel like they actually they might be afraid of the blazers as well like paul george is like no nah, I, I don't want dame to hit another shot on me like he did and be embarrassed again and you know dame drop another pair of shoes uh with the score or whatever um but, you know, I, I'm i a little bit nervous about Tim having a bad game. I certainly hope he's able uh, to bounce back. Um, but the one thing I'm really happy about, and I don't know how you feel about it and if you think it will last, but Brunson's been on a nice little streak. And, you know, hopefully that uh, knee-to-knee wasn't anything serious. He came back. But, uh, you know, hopefully it's not something that. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to 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 seeing him in the playoffs because we didn't get that opportunity last year. Uh, I, I thought it was really positive that he came back in the game, uh, even if you know, I, I don't even remember how he played. I was just psyched that he went back out there. Um, so it's you know the Mavericks seem to be able to to do well if both if one of him uh, Brunson or Hardaway is playing well. Uh, if both of them are playing well, it becomes an uphill struggle and. You know, depending on the matchup, like I would really look forward to Timmy versus versus the Nuggets. I, that just strikes me as fun. I, I don't know who guards him, uh, but Timmy versus the Clippers is a little more concerning. So you know, it keeps going. I that's what you know. Even beyond, I want to play the Nuggets because I think you know we should be able to you know tear up their guards. They should be able to tear up our forwards and center. But I, you know, really, I just think the. The entire, you know, if if we had the fifth seed, Blazers six, Lakers seven, so on. Like, I just think those are all the best matchups, too. Like, I think the Mavs and uh, Nuggets would be just super fun, win or lose. Obviously, I hope we win. I think the Clippers and Blazers would be super fun. I think uh, the Lakers and Suns, you know, would be fun. And I think the Jazz and Warriors kind of, I, I just... I think those set of series would just be so entertaining. 
Um, and I do think we, like, I really believe that the Clippers are coming out of the West. I think they're quite a bit different. And when you look at the, their, the enforcers they have, they have Morris, they have DeMarcus Cousins, they have Serge Ibaka, they have Rajon Rondo. Like, I feel like they have a lot of guys where it's like, you know, who, who's going to be our enforcer? Um, but do you think that the Clippers are much different this year? Or do you think it's kind of, do you believe they'll be the same? Well, so Doc Rivers has gone on record in saying that Paul George and uh, um, Kawhi only practiced together one time last year. And so I think that, that Tyrone Liu has been able to get with them enough to where the vibe is a little bit different. Um I, you know, the, the Mavericks also beat this team by 50 at one point. So it's, it's, it's kind of hard for me to project like what I actually think of them. Um, I think that Carlisle can coach circles around Tyrone Lou. Like that's just, it's not even close when it comes to strategy and tactics, but, uh, Lou's a much more, um, gifted motivator. I think, uh, Carlisle is, is, you know, he's angry bill lumberg sometimes in terms of his motivation tactics uh and and it's just, I, I i would look forward to it i mean i'm getting really psyched about all these these things where you know it, it, there's just lots of different uh you know permutations still lots of things to happen uh you know it somebody pointed out like like i'm, I'm in a, a group dm with matt moore and he said it seems like the clippers may actually want to play the blazers not the mavericks um, which is really interesting. I don't know. I don't even know how it would get to that point, but it's just, it's fun to be talking about this sort of stuff. This is great. Well, if they want to tank against OKC, I think that's going to be the ultimate tank off, I guess, between those two. Like, literally, I could see OKC just being like, all right, you know what? You want to tank against us? We're just going to shoot half-court shots the whole game. Oh, like, they- like Luca's half-court step back? Oh God! Yeah, and there, there was two other things. You know, I think um, I I saw the the quote tweet you had earlier. Um, so I listened listened to JJ Reddick's uh, podcast, and so he certainly uh, seemed to le- lend credence to the fact that they were out uh, in Memphis pretty late. Um, but I think the other cool thing is that he said Tim Hardaway is going to be on the pod next week. So that's going to be something to look forward to. Ooh, that's a good, Timmy's great on audio. That's exciting. That's a good, good note. Thank you for that. I'll, I'll try to pay attention to that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I appreciate you bringing me up, Kirk. I guess you weren't trying to cancel me. So I guess, guess we're cool now. No, there's kidding, still but... time. There's still plenty of time. Don't 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 give me the option here. No, it's just I, I I've been uh, there are a lot of new folks who want to come up. There's one more guy that I notice uh, in the chat. Uh, you know, with any of our with a lot of regulars, which I'm very appreciative of the sport. But I just wanted to bring anybody else that's new, uh, just to encourage different new people to come in here and and you know keep this going. So thank you for coming up, Christian. Yeah, and uh, you know, really enjoyed all the. Uh, newer folks that hopped on you know this is uh i appreciate you kirk because there's a lot of people in this chat that i think we're all uh much closer than we were obviously um before this so it's really kind of developed a cool community that can you know just joke around and especially heading into the playoffs it's going to be important so uh you know everyone that came up that was new had fantastic points 
um, good conversations and appreciate everyone. Yep. Thanks for coming up, dude. All right. Uh, got time for one more. I see. I still have like eight requests. I apologize, guys. I'm just tired. It's going to be a long day, but I wanted to bring up Manuel, who's been waiting for a long time. Hi there. Uh, first time speaking in the, well, second time speaking in a Mavs locker room. First time was uh, in uh, Reddit Mavs locker room today. Well, thank you for joining us. We're glad to have you. Uh, my question is more uh, long-term. I guess you said earlier you were more of a prisoner in the moment, so maybe yeah. you have a different take than this on, than me. Uh, that should probably be like my handle, Mavs prisoner of... <laughs> um, my greatest fear with a Luka centric team is us ending up as James Harden as a like mm-hmm. Houston James Harden team. But to be fair, Luka has proven to be clutch and stuff like that, which is very different from James Harden in his Houston days. And maybe if we make a team similar to the Chris Paul and Chris Harden one, where except they don't hate each other, we could get far, but I just wanted to no sort of what do you think our ideal is building towards or teams that we should look look as in inspiration for our future uh i think the inspiration for the future is the 2016 Cavs. this is a very good question by the way um the ben uh, i can't say ben's last name but he's right he's right for our side at mavs moneyball wrote a really good piece about how, like, like if you look at the top 40 usage seasons in, in NBA history, like, none of them have, have won a finals. It's very concerning, and and it's something that, that the Mavericks probably have to be aware of. And it, but there's there's a couple of things which are, are important to remember. The first is that they need to make the pitch to Luka that he can't be doing this. And that is just not an easy thing to do when you've given the control you've given the guy. Um, second, they need to bring in somebody that is worthy of, of him giving the ball up to. They've tried it two years in a row now. DeLon Wright didn't work, um, and then Josh Richardson hasn't worked. Uh, Tim is at least a, a fearless shooter, but they need – like there, there's a reason that uh, the Goran Dragic tr- trade that fell through two years ago I think would have been very interesting for him because I see in my perfect 2K brain – I see Luca playing the Kyrie Irving role a little bit in an offense where he gets to, um, and this was honestly, I think what the Mavericks were going for when they're saving room for Giannis is letting Giannis be the dominant ball handler and letting Luca freelance. Um, that's, that was, you know, Jonathan Sharks talked about this in, in a piece a couple of years ago when, when he, he could see what the Mavericks are building. And that's something they're just going to have to, they're going to have to figure out. Because they, they've not made the case that he should have the ball out of his hands because when he doesn't have the ball, the offense is distinctly different. Uh, so that's kind of where my brain is with this. But I agree with you because I don't think Luca's first inclination is to shoot. Uh, he loves the pass. And when the Maverick, like you can see it in a lot of games because he starts by dishing. And when the Mavs aren't hitting, there are games where he just goes through and, okay, I, I'm going to need to do this. I'm going to need to do this tonight. And and it's uh, – that's just that's, – that's my opinion. But I, they, they're going to have to do something soon, though, because, like, his usage is, like, off the charts. And it's not healthy. It's, it's part of what grinds him down, I think, as the year goes on. So that was a winding answer. Uh, sorry about that. But it's a really good question. It's kind of- I mean, it was a winding question, so I expected the winding answer. 
Well, it's very good. Uh, I kind of agree. I kind of agree with you. Uh, I feel like they haven't proven to him that his like secondary ball handler is actually good enough to be a secondary ball handler. Uh, at least these past couple of t- uh, like years or like yeah, it's his first years with us. So I I agree that there's a reason he plays the way he plays. Mm-hmm. And it's probably because of the roster, not because he like wants to be like that and wants to have like a super high usage rate. And yeah, yeah, that's why I said like my worst nightmare is to be the Houston Rockets, where we're like an inch close of the like championship, but we can't because we depend too much on one person. Yeah, and there you see shadows of what you're talking about when Brunson and Lucas share the floor, and Luca yeah, gets I've to love set the Brunson screens. Guys. Like that sort of stuff is fun. The the hard part is that and and you know it's an hour into this so nobody's gonna really yell at me unless the pass is obvious Brunson doesn't see it a lot of the time and so yeah. that's that's where you need like that extra level of playmaker instead of just a scoring guard but I mean now we're like it's it's really you know this is really weeds based stuff and and they'll need to they need to make the case to Luca you know the Rick gave him the keys and and there there's gonna be some consequences for that both good and bad over the long haul. Well, Manuel, you got anything else? No, I think you you give a great answer. Honestly, I'm really happy. I, I'm loving the community so far. This is my first time joining like, uh, like audio conversation stuff for Mavs stuff. So I'm really happy. Fun. Yeah, I try to keep them at 45 minutes, but you know, people like we have a lot of folks who want to talk, and I want to let people talk. And you know, I got I want to start bringing up multiple people at once at some point, but it's hard for me to. I, I don't know. I just get tired. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, talking is a lot of a lot of work mentally. Well, thank you for coming up. And all right, guys, I still see I got a few people in there. I hope you don't hate me. I'm going to bring up one last person, then we're going to get out of Dodge, uh, because Andrew usually has very concise points. Andrew, thank you for waiting so long. How are you? Doing well, Kurt. Um, quick, quick points tonight. Uh, Mavs have almost locked in the five seed. To not get the five seed, we have to lose to the Timberwolves. Portland has to beat Denver, and the Lakers have to lose one of their last two games. Mm. Mm. It's a lot of that's a lot of things. Yes, so <laughs> it looks like we're locked into five. Clippers are locked into four unless they can they they fail to outtank OKC and Portland beats Denver. So, so. it's it's sadly looking like uh, Clippers Dallas take two. This is it's it's like Plinko, just like yep. lots of things happening. Well, we'll see what happens. Um, I'm looking forward to it. So for anybody that is – well, okay, you got anything else? uh, Just the last thing to bring up, which is real quick, calling back to John's thing of what if the Mavs lose in the first round. I think it's going to come down to how they lose in the first round, and we just have to wait and see what happens there. No, I agree with that. I agree. Well, thank you, Andrew. Appreciate you. All right. Have a good evening. Mm -hmm. All right, last but not least, Max. How are you, Max? Good. Sorry to make you wait so No, it's okay. I've just been resurfacing bowling balls. How are you? <laughs> okay. What do you got for us before we get out of here? Uh, just want to make you happy and maybe laugh a little bit. Um, I love the, uh, the pass by Tim Hardaway in the fourth quarter to uh, Porzingis for the with a monstrous that was slam. Good. That was like the best pass to me. It, it was. It was saucy. It was saucy. So. Yeah. 
That, that's all, Kurt. <laughs> Have a good evening. You're right. Uh, that's a good exclamation point to end out on. Thank you, Max. All right, folks. Uh, I'd appreciate it if you uh, download, subscribe, tell your friends, et cetera, et cetera. This thing matters. We have a good time. Uh, this will be posted as a podcast tomorrow afternoon just because I like flooding people's feeds. And I, I don't know. If I wake up and see an hour and a half long podcast, both like me and Josh and this, I'm just like, screw that guy. Who wants to waste their time? Uh, as always, hanging out has been great. And we will do this again Sunday, hopefully earlier. But I have no idea what time that game starts. This has been Group Therapy with Mavs Moneyball. I've been Kirk Henderson. You guys have a great night. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical.